Well, I would say that's the best talk I've ever heard in this room. <laughs> and I have to say also that um, Brian just shared with you what discipleship truly is and what it is to live as a disciple and the challenges that go along with discipleship. This is a path that is filled with grace and ease. It doesn't mean that it's always easy because those challenges that come up in our lives that often seem to be the greatest obstacles are those things that need to come up for our soul to truly come into its own and to manifest itself in its greater action of loving and creativity. And what Brian just shared today is really an understanding in a very, very clear statement of what discipleship is and how to live as a disciple and the challenges that come along with that and how to overcome them and how to keep moving forward. And that's really a key to discipleship is to ever keep moving forward. And the way you keep moving forward is to be in loving with all that comes up. Love it all. Love the frustration, love the anger, love whatever it is that comes up inside of you or in the world. And in that loving, you will begin to understand what it is that is there for you to experience and to learn and to grow in. You will begin to understand how to move forward and to stay in action and not go into reaction with what comes present. And it's that that is the key. If we go into reaction, we are going to stagnate. We are going to find ourselves stuck. And we are going to wonder, why the hell am I caught up in this? But if we stay in action, in that movement of loving with all of it, we will find answers, solution, clarity, and we will find we will move through these things very, very quickly and find the freedom that we are longing for. The soul is longing for freedom. Freedom from this creation and freedom from the lessons that this creation holds for us. And the only way that the soul gets free is to begin to experience these lessons, to allow itself to go into them and experience them fully. We can avoid only so long. And ultimately, we will find ourselves walking step by step, one lesson at a time, through life, experiencing life, and fulfilling life. So rather than avoid, walk forward, keep moving, in loving, in acceptance, in gratitude, and find that way to truly live consciously as a disciple. Because that's what you are. That's what this pathway is about. It's not about the world, and it's not about success in the world. It's about your soul and your awakening to the divine that you are and letting go of this world and taking hold of the truth of that river of loving. When we do that, we truly are fulfilling what we came here to do. And then in that fulfillment, we can go on to what God has chosen for us next. And there's always a next. I don't care how much you don't want there to be a next in your creation, in your life, in your experience. There's always a next. 
there's next day, there's next year, there's next lifetime, there's next breath, there's next moment. There's always another thing coming up. So if we can be open and be available to that and vulnerable to that movement of what's now and what's next and just keep stepping forward, we fulfill, we complete, and we move on into the greater glory of who we truly are as soul, as divine, as that child of God. <coughs> God sent us forth out to have experience. If we deny the opportunity of experience, we are denying God. We are denying God that opportunity that is there for God to have. So walk into everything, whether it's the most greatest joy in your life or the greatest pain. Walk into it with awareness, <clears throat> and if you can find it, with gratitude. I have found that the greatest solution to every problem in my life is to walk up to that situation that seems to be hard, difficult, impossible, and be grateful for it. And the more I do that, the more the challenge reveals itself to me, demonstrates itself to me, and cooperates with me as I begin to cooperate with it. And it resolves itself, and it reveals itself, the lesson gets learned, <clears throat> and I move free. The more I fight it, the more I deny it, the more I push it on others, the more I focus it outside of myself, the harder it gets, the longer the battle, the more difficult it is to fulfill it. And I have run far, far away from the situation. I have hidden. I have run. I have denied. Only to find that no matter what I do, the situation that is there for me to experience and to learn only follows me. It's always right there. <clears throat> so I've also learned in that process, stop running. Stop denying. Stop hiding and start accepting, start allowing, and start being grateful for this opportunity. The person that is the greatest pain in your life, walk up to them, and if you don't say it out loud, say it inside and say, I love you, I accept you, and I am so grateful for who you are in my life right now. You are the greatest pain in my life, and you are the greatest teacher in my life. Teach me, oh, great pain that the pain be transformed into loving, into friendship, and into learning. And it will do so if you call it forward. We are powerful creators. The more we create vulnerability, acceptance, gratitude, loving, the more that which is of soul will come forward into our lives and we will begin to live it. Those things are loving. Those are joy, peace, happiness, abundance, and all that is of soul, all that is of God that dwells within us, ever looking to fulfill itself, manifest itself in its fullness. And it's up to us to allow that to happen. And what Brian shared here today is the tools, is the key, is the understanding 
by which to do that. And in his sharing, he also shared today the challenges of that, the difficulty of that, and sometimes how we can even get buried in the process because we do deny, we do push away, we do want it our way, not God's way. What we have to do is to begin to realize that as a disciple, we now have bowed down to God's loving. We now have bowed down and say, Thy will be done. And we have to then ever be willing in every moment to reevaluate that and to re-choose back into that. Because oftentimes, it's very easy to say, Thy will be done, Lord. How often do we say, Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And yet, when God's will starts to manifest in our lives, and it isn't what our will is, do we rebel and say, wait a minute, this isn't what I want. <clears throat> and God says, but this is what I want. The greater part of you that is me wants this for the fulfillment. If we can begin to understand that, and Bryant shared it very clearly today, that action of thy will be done, of bowing and loving and accepting and in gratitude towards that place where God resides within us and to allow that which is God within us to manifest in its fullest. Then we truly find that peace and that joy that we are longing for. Then we truly find that ease and that grace that is present there for us and vulnerably available to us if we will just be vulnerable to it. But it is that ego. It is that personality. It is all those qualities of the physical nature that often get in the way of that action. I've often talked about what stands between you and the Lord. Well, what stands between you and the Lord is your body, your imagination, your emotions, your mind, and boy, the unconscious. All the stuff that you've buried there and forgotten there. Those are the things that stand in the way of, of the Lord and you. And so those are the things you have to pay attention to. That's discipline. That's discipleship. You're ever aware. You're ever paying attention. Who am I right now? What am I doing right now? Why am I doing this right now? How could I do this differently? You keep looking. You keep searching. You keep evaluating. You keep paying attention. And you keep moving forward. And you love whatever it is. You love the pain. You love the sorrow. You love the anger. You love the frustration. You love the joy. You love the peace. And you love it all equally. There's not one that's different than the other. And it's an amazing process to begin to realize that and to realize that you love it all, that in loving it all, all comes into manifestation inside of you. You begin to live the wholeness, the allness that you are that is divine. You are a child of God. You are the living, loving essence of the Lord. That's who you are. That's what we are here to understand to know, to experience, and to fulfill. 
to be that living, loving essence. Not just in a moment, and then it's next on to what's next, but to live it in every breath of every moment of every day. To be that living, loving child all the time. In the midst of whatever is going on in our lives, to love it. Not to hate it, to allow it in rather than push it away. To step forward and see what there is for you now. What can I learn? What can I experience? What can I be in this action to fulfillment? And then we understand things differently. There's three things to remember about discipleship. It's devotion, dedication, and discipline. Those are the three actions that a disciple is ever to pay attention to in their lives and ever be bringing them up. Devotion to God. Devotion to the soul within. Devotion to the movement of loving. Devotion to God that dwells within all things. Dedication. Dedication to the awakening of the soul. Dedication to God that dwells within. Dedication to the God that dwells within all things. And discipline. Ever putting God first. Ever choosing into the loving first. Ever being present and aware in the moment, not living in the future or the past. And so much more. I've often shared that this pathway of discipleship has three components to it. I call it the trinity of discipleship. I call it the trinity of this pathway. It's meditation, self-study, and service. And the three actions that fall under each of those categories are pathways that we must pay attention to is that action of devotion, of discipline, and dedication. Thank you. <laughs> I'm looking, I'm looking. <laughs> My mind got engaged there and said, what's that, what's that? <laughs> If you put those three actions under each one of those pathways within this pathway of sound and light, of discipleship, and keep that as a reference point of how you are living your life as a disciple, it becomes much more clear. And Brian described today very clearly those actions of devotion, of dedication, of discipline, in his meditation, in his self-study, and in his service. And it's for us to find what those actions are and how they want to live in us and to allow them to begin to live in us and through us rather than us defining it and saying, no, 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 it's got to look this way. It's got to be this way. It's got to manifest and fulfill itself this way. How many times have you in your will forced something into your life because it's what you wanted? This is how it's got to be. This is what I want. This is who I want in my life. 
only to find six months after you got what you wanted, it isn't happy, it isn't joy, it isn't fulfilling, it isn't what you wanted after all, it's just what you thought you wanted. I can remember watching myself, even as a child at Christmas, focused, totally fixated on a toy or something that I wanted under the Christmas tree. I knew that if I had that, I was going to be happy. My next year was just going to be full of joy because I had this in my life. And I pushed and I reminded my parents of this thing I wanted. I can remember one time I wanted a chemistry set so bad. We didn't have a lot of money, so I mean, for me to push for something rather expensive was a big push. I remember talking about it at breakfast. I remember sharing about things that we were doing at school that were sort of like chemistry but not. I can remember cutting out out of magazines things having to do with chemistry or chemistry sets that I found in different catalogs and just laying them around the house until finally my father came up to me and one day said, Jim, we get it. You want something with chemistry. We understand. <laughs> I thought I was being subtle. <laughs> I guess I wasn't. But I got the chemistry set. It had a microscope in it. It had all these chemicals to play with. It had test tubes. It had book of instructions. It had slides. It had all these things. And wow, I opened it. I was so excited. I got what I wanted. A week later, my dad came in and he said, well, what have you discovered yet? And I said, what? He said, what have you discovered? What are you, what are you doing with your chemistry set? And sure enough, it was sitting over uh, against the wall, unopened. I hadn't even done anything with it yet. And yet I wanted it so bad. It was so important to me to get this thing in my life. And I felt so guilty. I went over and I opened it up. I started reading the book. I got the microscope out. I got some slides out and I did a few things with it. And I put it away and that was it for weeks. And then I went and I got it out again and I played with it a little bit and I found I wasn't that interested. I thought I wanted it. I don't know why I thought I wanted it. It seemed like it was really important at the time and it was going to be a great fulfillment for me to have this in my life and it would take me into something else. But it took me nowhere. And that's what I'm talking about, about our willfulness. Oftentimes we think we really want something in our lives and we work and struggle and fight and defend and demand, and we finally get it only to be disappointed, disillusioned, or we walk away from it like, okay, well, I got that, now what? Didn't bring that ha that didn't bring me happiness, so now what? It truly is the process of letting go and letting God. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. God's will is ever being done in heaven because heaven is God's creation. The spiritual realms is God's creation. And God's will is being fulfilled in every moment of every moment. And yet down here, this isn't God's will in the same way. And so... It is often our will that we see manifested. Look at this world. Look at its creation. Look at the game that goes on here and all the different wills fighting against the other wills. 
demanding it be this way. Even saying, well, this is the will of God, not what you're saying. This is the will of God. I know the will of God. You don't. I say that if we can connect into that place of devotion, of dedication and discipline, and truly get attached to that movement of loving that is there for us as the sound current, that is there for us as the hand of God, and move with it, take hold of it, live in it, we will begin to see God's will being presented to us, being offered to us. And then it's up to us to say yes, yes, yes. Bring it in. Allow it in. And see what happens. You will find that you will begin to live the fulfillment that you've been wanting. You will begin to find that all the things that you have been longing for will be there and answered And there will be no longing anymore. There will just be peace. There will be joy. And there will be an opportunity to step yet into greater joy and greater loving and greater peace. And it's easily done on the inside. It's very easily done on the inside. It's out here that often is the challenge. Because the body, the imagination, the emotions, the mind and the unconscious do not understand this kind of action, this kind of discipline, this kind of giving up to a greater will. The aspects of this physical creation that are our beingness at this level only follows after the ego unless it has been shown a different place to hold attention and focus to and to allow expression and experience in. So I would invite each of you here and and everyone to listen to Brian's talk today and listen to it with the eye of, of a disciple, an ear of a disciple, a heart of a disciple, and begin to see what dis- discipline is, what discipleship is, what dedication and devotion is, because it was all shared in those few words. It was all shared in the simplest format that could be made available to a consciousness to listen to and to see and to hear and to know. And then it's up to each of us to step forward and to do that. And it all takes place inside. There is nothing you can do in the world that will ever separate you from God But there's a lot in the world that can keep you from being focused into God. And the more we chase after things in the world thinking they're going to bring us our happiness, the more we find ourselves longing and needing and wanting and wondering, why am I lonely? Why am I longing? Why am I empty? The more we can begin to move inward and upward and live that action first, the more we're going to find the joy, the peace, the loving that we long for. And what Brian described today is just that path. You follow the flow of loving first. You follow God's will first. Why did he move to Austin? He didn't know. 
He just knew that there was a flow, a movement of spirit, a movement of loving that drew him here, that called him here, and he knew he had to follow that. He knew that when he was at that conference in Kalamazoo, Michigan, and spirit called him to get before me on his knees in his loving, he didn't really want to do that in front of all these people that were gathered there, but he followed that flow of loving and let go of his embarrassment, let go of his ego structure, and did that out of loving. And the very moment he did that, Spirit opened the door for him. It wasn't about him physically getting on his knees, it was about him following the loving to that point of doing whatever God asked of him to do, and doing it with joy, with loving, with willingness. And then the door opened. And it was an amazing event for me because when that happened, I heard clearly inside the voice of God say, now tell him all. The door has opened. The door is open wide. Share with him everything and bring him forward. In that very moment. So it was in that action of his willingness to follow that movement of God's loving, wherever it took him, however it wanted him to be, that brought him to that place and has brought him to this place now. And even brought him to that sharing today. And so I invite you to listen to that talk again and again when we get it up on the website. And if you don't have a way to listen to it, you call us, you write us, you talk to us here if you're in the physical room now, and we'll make a copy of it for you so that you have it. I think it's that important to listen to again and again. I haven't even said that about my own talks, let alone anybody else's, so it must have been pretty good. <laughs> so thank you all very much. This was a, a nice day. And I guess we'll see you all next Sunday. <laughs>